When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was a bouncing in and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we just hang on. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 77 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgevald. And as always, today we are presented by the Carl Auto Group. Um, if you're looking to get down to the All Star Race, in 2023 at North Wilkesboro, Carl Auto Group can hook you up. You want to go to uh, the street race in Chicago, Damon's favorite uh, and most anticipated event on the 2023 NASCAR schedule. Uh, Carl Auto Group can help you out and uh, hook you up with that. If you're wanting to go uh, to Iowa Speedway or Knoxville Raceway uh, to see a NASCAR event, uh, the Carl Auto Group can't help you with that, and, and we'll get into that. Uh, but by no fault of the Carl Auto Group, because that's completely on NASCAR. So go to the Carl Auto Group, tell them you hate NASCAR's decision. Uh, I don't think they'll care very much, but they might get a hint that you're listening to this podcast. So appreciate them uh, supporting us as much as they do. We're recording this early in the morning. Uh, for me, a 24 year old, that is 1130. Uh, for Damon, it is probably very late in his coach's, I can't talk, coaching day. Uh, he gets up at 4 o'clock a.m. to lift weights before the girls come in for <laughs> practice. So let's get off and running here. Uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, I wouldn't say 4 a.m., but 6.30 is uh, is the, the wake-up call these days. But uh, doing good. Good week of practice. We're already off and running, so. Um, now it's been a hectic week. I think we got like six announcements in less than four hours yesterday. So, uh, just a, uh, yesterday and, and Tuesday. So it's been a really busy, busy week. What's uh what's an announcement? I'm talking like racing announcements. We've had oh, like, okay. I thought you were talking about no, that's no. Okay. Yes. No. Right. Uh, Kyle Bush is going to Richard Childress racing. Uh, all was announced. It sounds so to me. Does, does does it make me does it make me weird? But I feel like I kind of like Kyle a little bit more now that he's going to Richard Childress. I was uh, with the boyfriend last night showing him. He asked me if people ever wreck each other on purpose and stuff. <laughs> so we we're watching old videos and some Kyle Busch stuff came up, and I, I was laughing my butt off, dude. I, I love like his personality, and you know it it has helped NASCAR. Um, people mm -hmm. say. I throw Chris under the bus with this, with his Ross Chastain take and stuff that NASCAR needs this, but you can't, you know, we've seen Kyle Busch mouth off four weeks in a row, right? Yeah. That didn't do anything for NASCAR in terms of immediate growth in the, in race number four of that stretch or race three or race five where the one where he didn't. Right. So you need characters like that all over the place. And Kyle's one of the characters and, uh, I like that he's still going to be one. And 
hopefully, especially for RCR fans and, you know, people still holding on to that, hopefully it elevates Richard Childress racing to uh, a spot where it can thrive once again. Well, it's funny, you know, bringing up the Ross Chastain side of it is the difference in Ross Chastain and Kyle Busch is Kyle doesn't ever go back and play victim. He's, he's like, I don't, I don't care that if you, if you don't like me or not, You're, you view, you view it as, and I'm not saying I disagree, but you view it as there's less hypocrisy. Yeah. What he said. Everybody knows, everybody knows what they're getting with Kyle Busch. You're going to get hard nosed racing. And if you do him wrong, he's going to do you wrong. And he doesn't care what you think the thing that i think is overlooked about kyle bush and uh denny hamlin too and bowman all those guys that kind of get the wrong rap sometimes uh but if you if you shoot it with them straight they're gonna shoot it with you straight exactly and you know if you don't uh, you're one of the you're basically one of their opponents you know um not in a literal literal sense i guess but you're gonna get what you give them yeah, I think that's teaching that in elementary school. I don't know how it goes over people's heads. I mean, hell, you don't have you don't have Kyle Busch going out one week saying, "Yeah, I had to do what I had to do," and then turning around the next week and saying, "Yeah, I messed up here." He's yeah. gonna, I mean, he's gonna give it to you one way or another. So, so. let's get into uh, what this means. Um, I want to talk Tyler Reddick first. I know we've kind of already we're a train wreck of a, of a show in terms of format and where we go with things. Uh, but Kyle coming to Richard Childress means three cars for them in 2023. So after that is presumed, they go back down to two, but from the lack of details that were given, which just say, and Tyler Reddick won't be in the eight because they're establishing Kyle's brand as the number eight car. So mm -hmm. it will now, what was said at the press conference was that Tyler Reddick will be in a third chartered car. And that's mm -hmm. the lack of details to that kind of says to me that a buyout is possible, whether Denny Hamlin, 23 XI, 2311, sorry, I uh, want to spend that money or not is a bigger question. Whether anyone else wants to spend that money or not is, hey, you can go drive for this team for one year and then go uh, race for Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan. We'll see what happens in, in Kurt's uh, potential return kind of hinges on it. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, we're kind of looking around and, you know, wait and see. Uh, kind of so, it's not, I mean, I would not be surprised to see Reddick go somewhere for a year. Well, here's, here's what I'm hearing or have seen, I guess not hearing, but I I've seen the option is RCR can lease a charter. They don't have to buy one outright. And so the word on the street is they're going to lease a charter for a year from a team and place Reddick in that car to fulfill the contract, uh, which I would presume RC would end up buying that charter if he's given the opportunity because he's already put Austin Hill in a car in an open car this year. At some point I look for him to expanding to a three car team because He's not going to kick his grandson out. He just paid big bucks to get the biggest free agent RC's ever had. And now he's going to have two up and coming drivers as well. Plus with Tide being out of a ride at, at uh, Petty GMS, uh, 
here's a car that they could kind of utilize that around after Reddick is gone. So I look for Richard to field three cars next year, especially with Reddick full time, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I kind of look at, do you think, um, and I, I know we're way off topic of, of what this announcement was about, but do you think NASCAR's charter system or the amount of charters they have right now, do you think that needs to go up? Cause on the contrary, it has to in an IndyCar it, it, with the we way, with the way that things are going I, real quickly, and I'll oh, you're good, you're good. but with the way things are going, there are more teams wanting to get into the sport because it's easier to start a team. Now uh, it's easier to have a car. Now it's, you don't have to build things on your own, uh, which, you know, that's neither here nor there for the conversation, but well, I, no, 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 I, hold on. I think it is because that's the whole reason that, the negative of teams aren't building their own stuff. Now the positive comes on the other side with it's right. easy to get into NASCAR. Right. I, I still, I'm on the side of, I wish teams would, would build their own stuff still. Cause that's where, uh, that's where the sport was built, I guess is my, my look on it. But, um, you've got Dale jr. Who wants to get a car and wants to put a team together. You want Denny Hamlin to, to add another car to his, his stable. I'm sure there's other people out there that would like to get more cars or, or more opportunities. Justin Marks would like to have a third full-time team as well. So, um, I, I expect the charter to eventually go, um, up to, to 40 charters instead of 36 when that happens and how that happens, I can't tell you. And you got to sit there and you're pretty much right now. Uh, if you want to, I don't know how much power stock that you put into Denny Hamlin's voice, but you almost have to listen to him because he said, you know, we're not going to build a new facility until NASCAR does the stuff we want to see. Right. Kind of sticking up for the drivers, sticking up for the owners all at the same time, which I think is trailblazing. The fact that, you know, I, I think I've said this on another episode we've done, but the fact that people don't like um, or root against, I guess, Denny Hamlin, like it's weird to me because yeah. I, I, I disagree with some of his takes. Yeah, absolutely. But this, you're like watching history. Like you, you are, Denny Hamlin will be in a book in 50 years. I probably not in black and white. I don't know if we'll have books in 50 years. I don't, I'm not a philosopher. We'll have books. They just will be digital. Yeah. But Denny Hamlin will be in a picture in a book uh, about how integral he was in getting NASCAR to wherever they go. I think what, what Denny is wanting to see NASCAR do is treat it like a sport, like all the stick and ball sports, right? Where we have franchises instead of everything being underneath the, the certain banner and in a certain way, he's trying to, to do, um, he's trying to get at all the owners, which Jeff Burton said it himself. He wants the owners to get rich off this deal and they should, you know, they've given so much to the sport. Let's treat it like a stick and ball sport and find a way to make these into individual franchises underneath the team or underneath the, or turn the, the teams into individual franchises. So let's, uh, let's go right back. How many wins do you think Kyle Busch has next year? 
Um, next year will be, I think next year will be a down ish year because everything's going to be new to him. Um, I mean, hell, this is the first time he's been in a Chevrolet since 2007. So, um, that, that in its own right is going to be different. Uh, just the transition with the new crew chief, the new team, all of those, those things. I do expect Kyle to win a couple of races because the eight car is already won, um, this year year so um i don't know i'll go i'll go two wins for kyle i think i'll take i'll take two wins for kyle next year i i was gonna say two exactly so i think we're in agreement there and i think uh you can hope for that i know that's you know questionable from the last couple seasons but he's still dynamic talent he's getting up there to your peak age in nascar like your early 40s are the best time to be a nascar driver like guys in careers that last that long usually tend to do that well you know what's crazy is i saw a stat the other day uh shortly after his announcement in comparison to dale earnhardt and by no means am i comparing kyle bush to dale earnhardt for all you earnhardt fans who don't like kyle bush but the statistics don't lie kyle has 53 wins at the same age that dale had 52 dale had one more championship at this time than kyle did in his career that's, but that's it's crazy absolutely that's the craziest insane. part of that yeah it's just insane. And so now you put Kyle with, I mean, the guy that helped help Dale get to where Dale ended up being. Um, I'm not saying RC is going to ever get back to those glory days, but damn, he took the right step in the right direction. Yeah. This is probably your best chance to do it. Right. There's no, there's no question that Kyle knows what he's doing. There's no question that Kyle will bring more knowledge to your team than Tyler Reddick will. And that's no knock against Tyler Reddick. It's just the truth. And um, I think that's a, it's a great move for those guys. And we'll obviously we'll see how it pays off. But. I'm excited, uh, for, for Kyle. I'm excited for RC. I think this is a bigger thing for RC, honestly. Um, because he, he, you have seen in the last couple of years, what this, this team can do and what they're, they're capable of doing, um, with Reddick behind the wheel. And, and, and I like Tyler Reddick. I think he's a good driver and he's going to be in the sport and he's got a lot of talent, but you're putting, the best driver i i'm not gonna you know hold anything back i would say the best driver in nascar right now um in statistically speaking the best driver in in a rcr car kyle larson fan backing off his take right now i hearing i I love Kyle Larson, but the statistics don't lie. Walking a tightrope. I know it is. Off a bunch of dirt racing t-shirts that are going to keep him alive. It is hard for me to say that. I have a cool shirt that I got to show you eventually too, but that I got from this past weekend from Kyle Larson's trailer. Pretty badass. Absolutely. But um, it, it's hard for me to say that because I do, I, I think Kyle Larson is the greatest driver on the planet right now. But as far as statistically speaking, NASCAR wise, Kyle Busch um, in the last 10 years is, is all of that. And then some. Let's talk about uh, Ty Gibbs is expected to go to the Joe Gibbs racing 18. Uh, Are you sure? Well, Bob Pachris is reporting that it's expected. Okay. It's so, I haven't seen that today. So I was just, it was in a video. Um, now how, how much like you can take into expected. Yeah. I, I would say right now, probably expected. I, so maybe 75% chance. Can I, can I throw you one that might 
not be the end of the world like to actually think about is I don't know if you read the story I did with the, the Kyle Busch truck stuff, but John Hunter Nemechek is technically a Toyota driver mm-hmm. on an, underneath a Toyota contract with Joe saying that he doesn't want to move Ty up, even though Ty has been successful and doing all these great things so far in his time, would you be surprised to see John Hunter run a year in that car? Am I out of line to say that I think John Hunter's better than Ty right now? No, I agree. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him there for a year. And, you know, I think the rest of the season kind of hinges on it a little bit. We've seen Ty go on unreal runs, um, in the Xfinity series already and everything he's been in. So uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I would feel kind of bad that John Hunter Nemechek, who, you know, went and took as, as solid of an opportunity as he could have moving back down to the truck series to try and relaunch his career rather than running in the back in the cup series, like how hard it is to run a back marker car in NASCAR and try to move up. It's difficult, you know? Mm-hmm. So taking that KBM truck, you're kind of like, all right, you're in the class, of the field in the truck series. So, you know, you, no holds barred and you're, you're set and this season isn't amazing. Then hopefully the next season will be, well, now there isn't a next season and you're back looking for a ride. So it sucks for him. Um, but I hope it doesn't turn into a Matt, the Benedetto situation where he's in a car for a year and can't find a ride elsewhere. I think the other thing that could happen with this is, is, John Hunter does go over and drive that 18 car for a year is a placeholder for Ty. And then Ty comes into the 18 and they just bump John Hunter to the 19 when Truex retires. Yeah. And that would be pretty ideal for everyone involved. The, uh, Brett Farvery of all these retirements has been so maybe not even to the driver's issue that this has all been kind of, you know, rumored and stuff. It's not the driver's fault that that's what's going on, but it has been crazy. My other, my other question to you then is, um, is if they do not, if they do since Ty was the guy that, that 2311 tab, despite John Hunter being in the shop, having seats ready to go. Do you think that at the time of Kurt's accident that they knew that Ty would get, would be the guy driving the 18 this year, this next year? Um, I don't think so. I think, I think it's just an example of, you know, having stuff that you can have ready. I think it's just staying on top of things. I don't think, I think they might've planned on some things, but I think plans change. So I don't, it doesn't tell me anything though. Right. Cause you know, it, it was, it, it was the thing. If this was to happen, they had John Hunter's stuff in the 2311 shop ready to go. Like he went in, did some testing in the car, all of those things. And then all of a sudden the day before the race that Kurt couldn't run in, they're bringing Ty back instead of John Hunter, even though John Hunter was on the grounds. Yeah. Um, and who knows if that was, maybe they knew Kurt Busch would be out for a while. That's why I'm saying, do you think that they had an idea that you think that they had an idea that, that they couldn't get the deal done with Kyle. And so they went ahead with Ty just to see what he could do. Yeah. Okay. I misunderstood your question. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean that, that could definitely, 
be up there. I think it was good to get him cup laps in any way fashionable. Um, the issues he's faced have not really shown what he's got very accurately, but mm -hmm. you know, it takes, there's a learning curve. We've seen it with Harry sure. Burton and Todd Gilliland. Um, I, you're pretty much going to see it with almost any rookie that comes up. Yeah. Yeah. There's not going to be a rookie anytime soon. I mean, Noah Gregson's going into a car that ran middle to back of the pack all year this year. So don't expect Gregson to go out and let light the world on fire. Um, really, we haven't seen a rookie outside of Austin Sendrick step into a big time ride in the last, what, five years. Well, I would say so far Austin Sendrick, um, not to compare him to Trevor Bain, but the uh, same path so far. Similar. Yeah, very much, I would say now, much I would say Cindric is I would say Cindric's a little more consistent and running towards the front yes, more. Yes, I mean I would say qualify it a little bit, but you know, just in the, yeah. in the same vein of what rookies do, you know, winning the Daytona five hundred is awesome and fantastic. And that kid is a fantastic road racer and he's very talented. He's probably a lot better than Trevor Bain for sure. Um mm -hmm. but yeah, it's it's tough to step into a ride as a rookie in this sport anymore. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Um, other announcements, Brandon Jones, uh, JGR type of fire sale going on the Xfinity series. I was surprised that he uh, stepped into the number nine for junior motorsports uh, next year. Uh, that was announced yesterday as is, uh, what was the IndyCar stuff, Damon? Alex Palou. Sorry. Hello. Yep. So he, uh, Palou will be back with, Chip Ganassi next season. Um, and the condition is, uh, that when he's not in an Indy car, he can test with McLaren and F1, his contracts, obviously then going to be up at the end of the 2023 season. So unless they renegotiate and do something there, uh, we'll see what kind of lands with that. Uh, I know we're still waiting on the fate of Colton Herta and what those bozos overseas, uh, view as qualifiable, uh, to, race in their less talented series um sorry less talent filled there you go they're pretty good at, they're pretty good at fooling people into who's good at racing i'm try, yeah. trying to get you to laugh a little bit i hope i hope the yeah. is on there uh <laughs> and then as as we were talking about the charter system like junko's hollinger is expanding to three cars for or two cars for indy next season as is now arrow mclaren schmidt peterson uh they're bringing felix rosenquist back so the team is felix pato award and alexander rossi that's a hell of a roster i can't imagine the roster with felix being uh taken out of the car for the price of like 20 million dollars to have alex polo on that ride and then i can't imagine seeing that and then not winning the title either that would have been it, that yeah. would have been just an epic story to have over the season, but I'm glad everyone got it resolved and everything was uh, decent for them. Cause that's wasting 20, 20 million for a guy to not do his job is something only Nebraska football would do. <laughs> good point. That's a good point. Ready to just talk uh schedule. Yeah, let's do it. So Iowa Speedway and Knoxville Raceway, this is uh, the headline we're kind of uh, kicking it off with, I guess. I probably came off a bit negative yesterday, and I probably do it a little bit 
uh, every time this happens, but both Iowa Speedway and Knoxville are off of the uh, NASCAR Premier Series schedules uh, for 2023. That's Xfinity and Truck Series, Cup Series as well, obviously, but truck race in Knoxville, no more for 2023. Um, I hate it. It sucks. It's... I wrote a column about it um go ahead and read that it's on the front page at alwaysraceday.com proud of the column i wrote and I'll, I'll get to the point of that in a second um the need for it uh i guess is the popular differentiating i guess opinion of people on facebook saying that there's so much that goes into the truck series weekend and and this and that and you don't understand what goes into it okay Knoxville seemingly pulled it off with very little issues the first year. Mm -hmm. The second year, the same thing seemed, seemed to be very little issues and the track was better because they let them do the track how they wanted it. Does a lot go into that? Yeah. Well, it's a NASCAR event. That's big time. There are more eyes on Knoxville Raceway during that truck series race. Each year there were. I think there's close to a million in both years. I think two years ago it was more. Um, TV crowd went down a little bit. The crowd at the track went down a lot, obviously, because it wasn't a sellout. Probably because of how it went the first season, people not trusting NASCAR to get better at it in times two. My point there comes back. The point is, of the whole thing, you can have... 10 of the best races of all time at your weekly local sprint car race at Knoxville. They're not slouches of drivers. It is not a normal local weekly show. It is not bad racing usually ever. You can have the 10 best races of all time, 10 consecutive Saturdays. And on Saturday, number 11, you know what's going to help you more? Having a NASCAR truck series race. Or you could cut the audience that watches your racetrack from somewhere around a million, we'll say, to about ten to 15,000 that would watch a two-day USAC non-wing sprint car race there, where the six guys with the biggest engines uh, finish top six. Entertainment-wise, I, I get it. What, what you want to see, sure. You can't give up one Saturday to have a million people look at your racetrack. I think that's shallow. Um, I don't want to go with pedantic on the next one. Pompous. That's a good one. I get, I get what you think is more entertaining. Some people think the late model race this weekend at Knoxville is more entertaining than sprint cars. That's fine. You have your opinions. NASCAR events in the state of Iowa help the state, help the racetracks, help get you eyes on the sport. It is overwhelmingly a positive thing to have. So now we go another year, Iowa Speedway, no uh, Xfinity race, no truck race, despite having a fantastic race weekend with the Hy-Vee IndyCar weekend. IndyCar just laid out a red carpet and kicked your butt at anything you've ever done at Iowa Speedway NASCAR, and they gave you a roadmap on how to do it. Yeah, do you, do you need a sponsor money to get stuff like that going? You do. But do you see the stuff that performed well at Iowa and 
how simplistic it was for IndyCar to bring it in. And I, I'm not trying to, you know, not trying to bring down what they did. It looked pretty simple to me though. Everything went out without a hitch. I don't know what in the world does Iowa need to do to get back onto that schedule. I don't have the answer. I wish I did. We've seen Road America sell out their racetrack and they lost their race. You know, we've, we have NASCAR own the track and they lost their race. Like what, what in the world does this state need to do for NASCAR to throw them a bone back and, and get the big show here? So I had texted you this yesterday after you'd sent out the article. And, yeah, I, was and trying it, to, I was trying to tee you up for this like three times. And you didn't, didn't start talking right away. So I just, no, I, I know I wanted, I was letting you finish cause you were oh, you're you're making good points across the board. So, um, my, my biggest thing with this, um, is it's disappointing to see NASCAR get away from the state again, um, in some sort of capacity, I think, and I told you this, I said, I don't think that it's because of the people showing up or not showing up to the track. I don't think that that is the reason that we're losing these dates. However, it is the fact of Iowa owns a whole lot of dirt tracks across the, of, across the state. We have a lot of, of dirt racing fans across this state. And we have a lot of, of dirt racers across this state. But when you have people in the state go on social media and, and put this or put the truck race at Knoxville on blast, they shouldn't be on this track. It is too heavy. This and that and blah, 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 and all these sorts of complaints. NASCAR sees that the, the sanctioning body sees those type of things. And I'm not saying everything has to be positive and perfect and sunshine and rainbows by any means, but you can't put the sport on blast because of their, because of them quote unquote ruining the place that you love or they're putting their big heavy vehicles on a, on a surface that shouldn't be there. And they, they are not ruining anything by the way. Right. If you're, and, if you're questioning that, like when, since did the Knoxville national suck? I, Damon, exactly. I, I can't remember. I, I'm, I'm pretty I sure it was pretty celebrating how great of a week we had. I, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it was all right. Last I checked. Uh, I, I, it, it just is frustrating to see people get on and bash the sanctioning body for bringing these trucks to Knoxville and, and why are they on there? And I'm not saying it's all Iowa people or all Iowa fans that are, are all people that live in the state of Iowa that are doing it, but a good majority of them are upset because it's taking, or they're taking these trucks onto this, this facility. And 
So now you're, you're putting yourself in a bad situation because you want NASCAR in the state. You want them to go race at Iowa Speedway. Well, they're trying something different and you've got fans that basically bitch and moan because that they have all of their, they're running the dirt, the dirt track at Knoxville instead of going and doing something at the other end of, of the uh, highway. NASCAR can never do anything right with that because Exactly. Just for that reason. And, you know, say they had an Xfinity race on a Saturday night, which I mean, shit, you can't, the TV numbers on Saturday nights anymore, unless it's close to football season, you're not getting anything compared to what you get on Sunday afternoon. That's why we saw Indy run the afternoons. They didn't run a single night race. And I, I didn't like that, but it's all about TV numbers. Right. Um, and you know, they used to it, run it's that just, Xfinity race on Saturday night. To I, me, it's I, frustrating. Real quick. And it was a great show. Well, they used to run it Saturday night and you'd have dirt fans like, oh, no, go down to Knoxville instead. You'll see a better race there. A NASCAR Xfinity race is, I'm sorry, a bigger race than a local show in Knoxville. That's that's just how it is. It's a national tour with it's a minor league tour for the best asphalt stock car vehicles in the nation. That's bigger because it's on tv every week everyone can watch it you're, you're still at the mercy of having people to have to pay an extra subscription service that isn't uncostly or, or low money whatever you want to call it it's affordable but it's you know it's still another cost it's, it's another expense people have to go through to watch your sport so you know if nascar came and raced on a saturday night and i was knoxville i'd move my weekly show to friday or thursday whatever it may be work with them maybe they'll promote your stuff maybe they'll have a driver race a sprint car on that thursday night before they race friday or saturday you know there, there's easy ways to kind of change things around and help everyone out and it ticks me off when it's us against the world and, and our stuff is the best you know yeah and that's racing series for that to ever work and that's what's frustrating is when there were races at iowa speedway people did all that complaining of oh you shouldn't be we're dirt fans and dirt purists so we're not gonna go go show our support for that and vice versa, you know? And so now it, it, you had the, the asphalt fans in the state of Iowa who didn't go to the truck races at Knoxville because we don't think that these, these vehicles should be out there. And so now you've got all of this bad publicity, both ways being thrown out onto these social medias. And it's just going to throw the, the sanctioning body here. Guess what? We're just going to do the simple thing that we can. It's going to piss a lot more people off than we were before, but guess what? We're going to just take the whole sp- or the whole state out of the sport and see how you like it at that point. Yeah. And it's, it's with a track you own too. And it sucks. It, exactly. Go read. And if you want to see, see, see me trash NASCAR, go read that damn column. And here I made some of the same points on here, but go read that damn column and tell me about how I'm too far on the NASCAR side here. I, I completely bashed them. I think it's one of the most egregious things they've done in the 20 years I've watched NASCAR and then I'm never not going to be a fan of NASCAR. It, that's just right. How it is, right. Like they can do yep. a lot of things and it would take a lot for me to stop watching the sport. Not a lot of people are like me. I understand that you don't like NASCAR now, or you don't like what NASCAR turned into in the 2010s, despite 2011 being one of the most fantastic NASCAR seasons of all time. 
Um, and you want to pretend that they're taxi cabs. And yeah, they were when they were 550 package racing. We'd set it on here. But give people a damn chance, you know? Give racing in this state a chance and grow stuff. There's enough passion out there to go around. People work together. You could have a freaking Super Bowl of a summer, Damon. With the amount yeah. of national late model races and stuff, if everyone worked together, people release their schedules as early as possible or wait um, as late as possible for other ones to come out that might conflict, you could have a slam dunk of a damn summer just in the I, state I of just Washington. find it... I just find it funny how just down the road, down the interstate, you go three hours to Kansas city and you go over to St. Louis and both of those racetracks put on fantastic events. I went to both races at Kansas and I was at the can at the cup race in St. Louis and they all put on fantastic events. They were great crowds. St. Louis sold out. And you know, what's funny is I'm walking through the midway there and I'm seeing dirt modified t-shirts. I'm seeing sprint car t-shirts that aren't Kyle Larson affiliated. I'm yeah, seeing that's local, right over by uh, tri-state. Uh, yeah. It's over yeah, by tri-state. Yeah. And so I I'm seeing all these people, they have Kenny Wallace, who is the biggest proponent for dirt racing right now out there on social media, he's at the track promoting dirt racing, but also promoting the NASCAR side because that's what helped him get to the name that he currently has. And so he's promoting all these things. It's fantastic to see that that can happen there. You go to the Kansas Speedway and they're putting on great events just down the road. And guess what they're doing at Lakeside the week or that Friday night before they're running shows at Lakeside the same weekend that the cup race is in Kansas. Yeah. It's in, it's, it's asinine cause it can work. It, it, it what happened here, Connor, what, what in my eyes is what happened here is there's too many people within our state that don't want to, that don't want to go outside the box a little bit and support one or the other. We have too many people who are too narrow-minded who want to stick to their guns on their things. You go to all these other places and you've got people supporting other racing because it's in their state. That is what exactly happened at gateway at St. Louis. You, and you were obviously down there for those events. So I have uh, less of a leg to stand on. I don't want, I don't think, you know, Iowa racing fans should shoulder, even a majority of the blame. Um, NASCAR bought the racetrack in 2016 and told fans here that it was a good sign because NASCAR owned it. And what could ever go wrong with NASCAR owning Iowa Speedway? Well, they don't want to put the money into it to promote it because they failed themselves to bring a cup race there when it would have been easy to do because they were so, the leadership behind NASCAR was so contingent to a tradition uh, why part part of why I think tradition is stupid. Um, so they were so accustomed to the same 36 race schedule every year and hammering in these dates and hammering in the NASCAR's mind that after Daytona, you go to Atlanta. And after that, we go to Vegas and then we go here and then we go there. And that's how it's going to be every single year. And they couldn't get a track off the schedule to make room for Iowa. So the fans that were promised, you know, our goal is a cup race and got an Xfinity race in 2009. Fast forward to 2019, you haven't sniffed a cup race. You've gotten excited because uh, it could come not next year, but the year after. 
and yeah, you dropped the ball in ever bringing it. And that's why the crowd never came back because you never brought one to freaking Iowa Speedway. That was how simple it had to be was one damn cup race there and you're set. Yeah. I, I mean, what, what's frustrating from, from that standpoint, uh, of it is the fact that they're taking away cup racing as we know it from the Midwest. You've already gotten away from road America, Midwest track. You haven't gone to Chicagoland since 2019 Midwest track. You're not bringing a cup race to the Iowa speedway at all. Anytime soon Midwest track. Those are three speed, three tracks within the Midwest that either have lost a date or, yeah, Michigan, or don't Michigan, have one at all. Did you say Michigan? Michigan lost a date. They used yeah. to have two. So yeah. now you're at four tracks that used to have multiple dates. Chicagoland had two dates at one point, believe it or not. And now here we're sitting with, with none of those tracks, only one of those tracks, one of those four tracks has a date now. That's kind of embarrassing. It's well, I, I think it's embarrassing at, one aspect but it's also just I, I hate to go back to accident but you can make you know especially on the east coast especially like living in florida and living in california wherever you, you want to say it well what do they do in the midwest there's nothing to do what are nebraska football fans going to do this fall gosh i don't know there's a racetrack in nebraska mm-hmm. I, I guess for now last race at i-80 is coming up right mm-hmm. so you have all this stuff and all these jokes about well what do people do out there bring them freaking racing right man it, it ain't hard that that is not like it, it's not a hard thing to do and I, I just hate that we've come this far and done so much and seen how passionate people are in the state and our, our website is a great example of it. and i can't wait to make it bigger and um 10 years we'll have that uh sports car race in downtown des moines where we're teasing damon yeah. Yeah. That'll be the there. plans. I can't wait. It might be big trikes that we're racing in downtown Des Moines, but, um, we'll, uh, we'll get it, but uh, it's just, what's frustrating, you know, what's frustrating is you've got people like you and I who have done nothing but promote the sport in the state and we, we don't get the the payout from it and then you've got the people who have done nothing but but bash the sport and they're the ones that are going to end up being the same ones to bitch because we don't have it in the state anymore at all and so um that that's what's frustrating from that point and then you know it, it goes to the other side of losing so many dates within the midwest this is where you know you think of you think of of where some of the best race car drivers here recently have come from and and a lot of them especially in our dirt scenes have come from the midwest area and so that's where a lot of these drivers are getting some of their starts and and you know um it's really cool what they did at North Wilkesboro. I think we haven't talked enough about them getting the, the all-star race back. You know, the fact that they're getting an all-star race at North Wilkesboro, um, honestly, 
outside of gateway and the two Kansas States, that's the most exciting race that I'm looking forward to for next year is the, is the all-star race at North Wilkesboro cars suck on a short track. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's just the, the fact for me being a, a traditionalist that the last race that North Wilkesboro ever had in the cup series was the year I was born. So, um, it, it's pretty damn cool to have the sport go to those type of facilities. Now it's just, can we get them to other facilities? Um, you know, there's certain racetracks that don't need two dates. I, I would be willing to give up a Kansas state to get one to the Iowa speedway. I think we did good there. Go read that column. Uh, if you want more on that, um, let's talk schedule. So you're, you're most excited for North Wilkesboro. I think you talked good about that. Did you think the clash suck? I didn't think so. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't have to shift out of first gear either. I don't think so. No, no. I, I thought the clash was good. Um, it was a really cool, it was an event. It's one of those that it was a, a cool event, uh, for people to go to and, and be a part of if they could afford it. That was the biggest, uh, downside. I think of the whole clash was there were certain things that people couldn't afford to get to, but well, and part of uh, that was cause the capacity was 50% and you know, they still sold more tickets to that than UCLA's last time football game so well that didn't take much <laughs> my god hey, you, and I, you and i bought a ticket to ucla's game and we would we would have set the attendance record <laughs> uh you, you know you talk about events and having uh spectacular um kind of big race days uh that are kind of replacing some of what used to be crown jewels i still think they need to go back to the brickyard but you know things like bristol dirt and like unique things that you don't see the rest of the year uh and damon that's why i bring up my favorite race on the schedule the new one uh the street race at chicago that you love so much i uh i'll tell you this uh, what i'm afraid is going to happen with the street race and you can tell me I'm wrong, but what's going to happen with this street race that I'm afraid, um, from an event standpoint, I, I still think the racing product itself is not going to be great, but the, the event standpoint is it's going to be a price point too high for people to go to think about the F one race. That's in Miami. Think about the F one race that's coming up in Vegas. I think they're going to take that out. into account. I think they've, I think that they, they can to an extent though, yes. because you have to pay, you have to pay up. I mean, you're shutting down one of the big metropolitans, uh, for, for basically a whole weekend. And so, um, you're, you're going to have to pay a big chunk of change. And I'm afraid what's going to happen is we're going to see a lot is it, of isn't Chicago shouldering a lot of that. I, I can't answer that. I don't know. Uh, what I'm afraid though, like I said, is it's going to be a lot of money and you know, Joe blows like you and I, who are going to have to buy a ticket to get in there is, is what I'm afraid is going to end up happening. We'll, we'll see what happens and uh, we'll apply early enough. We'll, we'll see. Maybe <laughs> we won't put this episode in as the, the reference point. Yeah. Maybe I not. think I would think I was fair to NASCAR in my column though. Like, you know, they don't do everything wrong. They do a lot of things right. I just think this one that has been a, a heavy mess on. But right point, point being, I think it's cool that we're going to get a street race. This is, and it did. They, I've been teasing it for weeks. This schedule is the most diverse NASCAR schedule that we've ever seen. It's the most diverse schedule in the world in terms of any series of racing, anyone out there. Aside maybe from monster trucks, depending on how much they race on the asphalt at Atlanta Motor Speedway. That's like the close, you know, that nitro rally cross, like you really have to stretch to 
even come close to comparing to the uh, diversity of the schedule NASCAR has put out. And that's why I'm excited for this, you know, event in Chicago, because it's going to be in a huge city. It's going to be the fastest thing in Chicago and like the fastest thing since Tom Ricketts was to pull the leash on uh, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo and Javier Baez when he traded all of them in the same week and dash Cubs fans hearts set the state into a depressive mannerisms all over the place. And now they're going to get NASCAR and they're going to get a huge serotonin boost. This is good for mental health, Dave. And you see how I spun that? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that it's going to help that, but I'm just, I'm not excited for it. I, I, I'm not, it's I worked Tom Ricketts into my pitch for the Chicago street race. And you can't just give me the benefit of the doubt here that I was going okay. to, I was going to, and then you spun it in a position that I had to say something. So, uh, otherwise I look like a heartless bastard. So, um, I, I, that was not my goal in that. Um, There's more to bang on Ricketts, but all right. It, it worked out. I, I was going to let you have the, the glory for a second, but uh, yeah, I mean, you worked him in there, so I'll let you, I'll let you live on it. I, I won't say much more about the street course. Some other stuff, uh, some other stuff on the schedule. Um, as I talked about TV dates, Richmond's uh, races, both of them will be afternoon races on Sundays. Uh, no Saturday night at Richmond anymore, uh, at least this season. Uh, they go back to Bristol Dirt on April 9th. Uh, so they move that date up a little bit, I think. Could be still wrong. on Easter Sunday. Never mind, then they didn't move it up at all. I was thinking the Yalas, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's still Easter Sunday, if I remember we'll, right. We'll expect to see them back there. Obviously, North Wilkesboro is hosting the All-Star Race, and it's the week before the Coke 600, so I love that aspect of it. Uh, Chicago Street Race is going to be 4th of July weekend, uh, race going on July 2nd. Um, I do like that. I think it's going to be good. We've covered that, though. I'm just scrolling through the Cup schedule. Uh, Indianapolis Road Course, I talked about go back to the brickyard please playoffs remain unchanged do you like that or no yeah i do uh i i wish they wouldn't run a race that uh run the final race at phoenix but um i guess if they're if they're not going to change everything on it then i i don't mind it staying the same i think uh i i think the dates for the playoffs if you're going to get into a set schedule uh mix up the the first 26 if you want but let's start keeping a little bit of continuity somewhere at some point yeah, maybe uh, maybe we could turn Texas into a roval. And... No. God, we don't need any more road courses. Good God. Well, lucky, lucky for you, Damon, there's eight on the Xfinity schedule. Yeah, I know. I'm already pissed about that one. 33 races, eight road courses, Coda. Um, they're racing the uh, street race too, Indianapolis, Charlotte Roval, uh, Road America, Mid-Ohio, um, are they going back to Portland again? I look, I did not see. Portland. Yes, they are. Oh, yep. Yep. Well, that, yeah. Yep. So I, I'm not a huge fan of Portland that being a standalone race weekend and, um, all the stuff that's kind of looped into that. I don't like, I don't know. I don't like the fact that there's eight road courses either, but. You know, it is what it is, I guess. Talk about, wanted, talk about a Ty Gibbs heavy schedule. I'm just saying. Yeah, no kidding. 
Jesus. Be opportunistic for him to run the Xfinity Series next year. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. All right. Uh, Trucks will return to Bristol Dirt. They will also race at Coda. Uh, North Wilkesboro as well the day before the All-Star Race. You excited for that one? Absolutely. That's nostalgia, man, right there. It's the Craftsman Truck Series racing at North Wilkesboro. How damn cool is that intro going to be? I think I want that shirt more than the All-Star Race one. Oh, easily. Uh, playoffs open at IRP uh, once, I think once again. Maybe they changed that. From, maybe it was the cup. Nope, you're right. You're right. Uh, and then they go to the Milwaukee Mile. Dude, I'm telling you, this truck schedule is nostalgia to a T right here. Yeah, it would just be, like, really rude of them if, like, maybe the week before Nashville, they added, like, a 24th race to the schedule and went to Iowa Speedway. Yeah, no kidding. How stupid it, would that be? God. It, it's they take the Xfinity Series all the way out to Portland by themselves, and we can't get one damn truck race at Iowa Speedway. Yeah, it, this is just nostalgia, man. Looking at this, you've got you know North Wilkesboro, them running at Gateway. You've got IRP and Milwaukee and back to back. It's just that's, and it's the Craftsman Truck Series again. That's nostalgia. I absolutely love that. I do love uh, Homestead being the cutoff uh, race for the trucks playoffs. At least um, I like Martinsville and I love it for the trucks, uh, but I understand that it gets to be a little much when you have a triple header that weekend as well. Um, I, I don't like the break between Talladega and Homestead three weeks. You're right. supposed to be in a playoff and there's just, there's too many off weeks in the truck schedule. And I don't know how I would do it if I was putting it together, but that would, that's the only real issue I see with it besides the obvious one we've hounded about on this entire episode. So I'll, I'll save you the words, but tonight, uh, Thursday, if you're listening to this Friday, apologies, uh, Mike Marler starts his quest for a fourth Knoxville late models title, late model nationals title. I'm sorry. Uh, now race XR is putting on their own event. So Bobby Pierce, Jonathan Davenport, they both went out to, uh, they're going out to Kokomo for late model race there. And, I'm excited to see how those cars are at that race, but I hate again that we're, you know, it's Knoxville late model nationals for scheduling against each other. Yeah. You knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Got one too many, you got one too many hens in the hen house. This is what's going to happen. And you know, that's all fine and dang. real quick. I'll, I'll give XR their due diligence and props here. They dropped the drooper rule. Yeah, I saw that. I was surprised you didn't lead with that. That's a quick damn reaction. I love it. I love that. Like, Hey, we see this issue right now and it, it's causing stuff. We're going to drop it right now. We're just going to do it. They wasted no time. Didn't impressive, they? Impressive, like decision-making, um, time, as you said. So I, I was, I applaud that they did that. Uh, I am hyped for lay model nationals though. Should be cool. Should be super yeah. interesting. I know it's in the midst of football season. I'm covering the Iowa State Ohio game Saturday, but I will be there um, Saturday night uh, as long as we get out of there early and then don't go into triple overtime against the Ohio. Please, please don't. Please don't. So, uh, do you have anything you want to see out of that? Ricky Weiss is always really solid at Knoxville, and they're moving it from 100 laps to 75. Uh, I think that plays into his cards a little bit more. Um, I, you know, I don't know if a hundred or 75 really makes a difference, but people like that there's no fuel stop in the middle. Uh, it's, it's not, 
the biggest damn late model race in the world, but it's, it's a pretty big one. Um, so I, I can live with a fuel stop, but at the same time, we've seen too many hundred lappers this year that it just wouldn't make a difference because the guy fastest on lap 25 is fastest on lap 96. I think uh, what's going to be big for it is you don't have that extra 15 laps to keep pounding in the racetrack. Um, so there's, there's a little bit of that that plays into it in my eyes, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see what Marler can do. If, if he can, uh, come away with one there, I, I really, I guess I don't know, man, that that's going to be interesting to see, um, all the way around the board, I guess what, what can actually happen. Mike's always good there. It's hard to envision him sucking. Yeah. So I, he's probably my favorite to win. Uh, I think Ricky's going to be there. Um, obviously if he's their, uh, talented, talented driver. So we'll see, uh, what goes into that whole weekend. It will be live on flow racing. If you want to watch it, uh, over the weekend two NASCAR's playoff, uh, cutoff race, their first cutoff, uh, goes at Bristol on Saturday night. So that'll be, it's a question mark still. We don't know how these cars behave on Bristol being on pavement, but I am contingent that Bristol's pretty good at putting on events and that Saturday night race is always uh, one for history books, maybe, I guess. Uh, but I'm pumped. It should be a fun weekend. Um, not much on Sunday. Let me double check because... I will say, you know, going, uh, going back to the, the late model nationals, you know, with there, there will be some guys, um, in attendance late, it looks like too. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Uh, I think they're going to take their best points night out of the two. I was going to say, cause, uh, looking at some of the pre-entries, Bobby's in here. So is Davenport. Um, I guess Bobby's big... on that pre-entry list too. Yeah. Huh. Maybe, yeah. uh, let me see Davenport. if he's posted on Facebook. We'll see if he's Davenport's listed on the pre-entry list. This was as of this morning at eleven forty-nine, so just before we started. So. And that and that could just be, you know, what where the pre-entries they could have entered and you know gone elsewhere. Who knows? Right, right. So we'll see. Um, guess we'll find out when the when we uh, get to the track today. i don't think anyone's gonna race anywhere tonight and then come friday and saturday uh, i could be wrong there uh but then our guys uh kurt schrader uh i believe charlie mckenna and yep, he is he one more in the slmr series that i'm forgetting i didn't want to forget the third one and that's why i gotta make sure he's in yep charlie is in for sure i do know that uh, Charlie Charlie wasn't the name I was trying to remember. Yeah, it'd be cool for the SLMR guys to get in there too. Um, you know, some big names throughout. Daryl DeFrance will be there. Todd Cooney will be there. Um, yeah, I don't see Matt Furman on the list. A lot of guys out to the West, uh, cause this is kind of their, this is their invitational that they bring on and, and be the uh, support class for. So this is really their cool. all-star race. Yeah, it I is. I would just market it as that if I was there. It is. It basically is their all-star race. So really cool to see. Uh, they do call it an invitational as I guess if that makes a difference for you or not, but, um, it's, it's exciting. So kind of, uh, we'll have a slow Sunday, but a, uh, weekend filled with racing. Uh, and I can't wait to, uh, get out to the racetrack again, maybe for 
I don't want to say it for the last time this year because there's some Midwest uh, World of Allies races we'll be going to. So can't wait for that. Can't wait for uh, all this to go. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for supporting the site and being passionate uh, racing fans here in Iowa. Hope you guys uh, appreciate the discourse and feel free to tweet us. And I'd love to sit there and go back and forth with you over Twitter. Uh, Facebook is tough for me to switch the profiles. I responded to a guy on the always race day one and then it looks weird and whatever. Go, tweet me though. Tweet, tweet me and Damon or tweet the ARD account. I'll see it. Uh, we'd love to keep the conversation going with y'all. Thank you for listening. I uh, appreciate Carl Otto group. Um, and enjoy your race weekend. We, we will, we will be back, uh, Monday will be the next episode when that one comes out. So hope you all uh, have a good rest of your weekend and uh, get out to a racetrack, get out to a football game, maybe do a double header, uh, but enjoy it above all else. So appreciate you guys following along and all that. Thank you.